Hello, hello. Welcome to the Eddie Conversation Podcast. My name is Eddie V. Hill and I am your host. This is episode number 84. 84. I, I would try to say it at the same time. As joining this. me today is Zed. Zed. Wow. Oh my gosh, thanks for coming over. That's me. All right, so you are a, based on your Instagram, director, mm-hmm. model, mm-hmm. musician, mm-hmm. DJ. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as a multi-creative. Correct. You also are singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. specifically lead singer of Favorite the Band. Yes. Versus, yeah, okay, great. Correct. All right, good. So that's, I feel like even just right there, <clears throat> there's a lot to cover. I know we can also talk. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, do that again. Let's just let's just establish the uh, what we could call an iconic Zed sound effect, if we may. That one's that's a new one for you guys. <laughs> I came up with that one right now. Okay, so there we go. You might hear that on occasion. <laughs> Don't get confused. That's yeah. Just it's just like heavy breathing and like anxiety. So enjoy. Yes. Okay. So what we can talk about here, I guess. How, okay, I guess what I was going to say was we could also at some point dive into finding the the creative journey mm. and right now essentially would how would you describe your life as kind of music centric is this is this who you are currently is this today's today's you and the future you is the intention here like are you asking is music the only thing i want to do or i'm yeah, like confused? what's the yeah what's the focus what's the dream how do you see yourself right now um as of right now i am kind of in just a position of being a creative in general um Music is a great way that I've started to express myself and feel creatively fulfilled. But I also do that in a lot of other forms. And um, yeah, there's no really saying that like music's the only thing or like that's the only thing I'm working on or doing. I'm doing everything all at the same time, all at once in their own moment. So when you say everything, I imagine, because you don't mention, I know you have uh, skills, like you have a, an eye for, I mean, I mean, I'll call it like aesthetic, hmm. which could be funneled into photography, video, yeah. costuming, like I know you... Yeah. yeah, like there's all of that, which I'm sure is kind of like the part of that everything that you talk about. Is mm-hmm. that? Okay. So it's like essentially for my band, I am like a creative director for it slash my entire brand as a creative. Okay. So for the for the people at home that are maybe less familiar with the band... Mm-hmm. favorite yes. the band is it officially because uh, i know when i went on like spotify 
It just says favorite. Yeah, that's technically the name, but like we don't really care if like people refer to us to favorite the band or not. Okay, because I like the sound of favorite the band. I prefer it because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that we're a band because it's just two people. But yeah. Okay. All right. What I want to talk about is favorite. All right, work. Let's. So for uh, what I was going to say was for people that are less familiar with the band. Mm-hmm. How how do you describe the sound? Um, what's the, uh, what's, uh, what's, yeah, I guess that's, um, what kind of band is it, I guess? is. Um, in our earlier days, we were very, like, pop and, like, funk inspired, but, like, throughout quarantine, we've really been trying to develop our sound and kind of figure out essentially what we're trying to do. Um, as of right now, we're really going down the alternative jazz pop inspired it's very um experimental some would say so what experimental or i guess the way some way that i would maybe it feels exploratory almost i guess is that it can combo with the experiment you're experimenting yeah we for the sake of exploration on sound i mean more or less it's also just like what me and my co-partner of the band are most interested in like jazz alternative music pop and so we kind of just figured like blending them together would be the best bet and it touches on my skills and his skills and and our producer skills as well so that's kind of why it meshes together because it's a lot of people in the same space putting in their little their little whatever they're called sprinkles yeah sparkles, yeah whatever zhuzh. yeah zhuzh. Zhuzh. when did the you released your so i guess maybe we can talk a little history just to clarify so you because you mentioned quarantine specifically yeah how did uh how did yeah, I'm kind of. How did this all kind of begin? Where did, because, yes, <laughs> I started the band. <laughs> I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to lead the really answer too much. <laughs> the way you're asking these questions is like crazy. I'm um, a professional question asker. It's been eighty plus episodes, and I still do not know how to ask a question <laughs> properly. It's true. Go one more time <laughs> so I can get it. <laughs> um. I was just more curious about the origins of the band like, and why how, did how, I start yeah, it? how it got started. Cause, okay. Yeah. I mean, it technically started when I met my drummer, Ace, because when we first met, we bonded over making music and that we both were interested in it and that it was both like a part of our past. And, um,. It really started like in an alleyway behind an apartment and we would go back there and I'd play guitar and he would write little songs and I would sing them and we kind of would create these whole things together, which ended up leading us to meeting our first producer and um, she was amazing and really eye-opening for me because 
even though like I had been doing music for a really long time I thought like there were only very few creative jobs that would lead to feeling fulfilled or like being quote-unquote successful and stuff like that and she was a woman in the industry with her own studio that was very successful and so it was almost inspiring for me and she took us under her wing for a little while and helped us come out with our first few songs um and then from there like people just liked it and I liked it and we just continued to do it and then we finally found our new producer whose name is Calum and we started working at the beginning of quarantine and we were there like every single day for five hours making songs together all three of us and by there you're referring to his studio okay nice all right. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so your first single, was it Ring, was Ringtone officially yeah, the first ringtone. single? Yeah. 20, released in 2020. I'm just looking at Spotify mm-hmm. for people. You can go find Favorite on Spotify. Favorite without the E at the end. Yes. Favorite with no E. Favorite with no E. Um, I also see Do That, Mm -hmm. 2021. Mm -hmm. There's Drive, 2022. There's Watching. It says Latest Release. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I didn't know this one existed until I checked Spotify. Yeah, that one was kind of a secret one. We didn't think like, um, that it was going to be received well, but it actually was. And I, oh little bit regret not promoting it harder but here we are mm-hmm. okay there's lots of, there's lots to jump into here i'm a big fan of jumping into talking process creative process on mm-hmm. like let's just say like the, the design of a sound or a song or inspiration for like even just writing the music in general yeah we can talk about all of that and there's also the promotion aspect too because mm-hmm. there's the There's the photo shoots, there's the potential, because you've done music videos as well, or a music video. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus, yeah, pushing it out. Like, I don't know. It's it's a lot of work. Yeah, Um, lots of work. So let's start with the music itself. Okay. How... Let me see. I have a. Let me. Let me try reading a question that might help me phrase it better. <laughs> All right. I won't look at you. So uh, the question is, what's your process? <laughs> Sheesh. Um. So where does for yeah? Let's just say. I'm gonna half assume that the process maybe varies depending on the track we're talking about. Mm. Is that a good assumption? Um. Yeah. It depends on obviously who you're working with very similar to the film industry in that sense and it does really depend on kind of what you're trying to go for musically um at the root of it all it normally starts with either like lyrics or a couple chords okay so maybe if we were to talk about one specific track as an example for that, would you want to talk about the first one out, Ringtone, or the more recent release of Watching? 
or maybe I'm, I'd be curious to hear about the differences in the approach too on the first versus the latest. Um, well, our last uh, two like songs that we've released, the most recent ones, have been with our new producer, and then the other ones were with our old producer. Um, and like I said, it varies depending on who you're working with. And our process when we were working with our old producer, um, Una, was we would go into the studio and we would just really chat about our feelings and like what's going on in our life and really kind of draw from that for inspiration and from there she would kind of come up with some chords or find some beats that she felt as a producer spoke to her in the same way of the topic that we were trying to get across and then my co-writer and I would sit behind her be listening to the beats that she's making and just brainstorm word vomit words until we kind of got like our first line that we would lock in and we would start going from there as a group all three of us writing so not only was she a producer for us she also kind of taught us how to write as well in the that whole process okay and then switching into new producer new producer we met through a mutual friend and we went to his studio and we had never we had only met like twice and never really like creatively interacted so it was a bit different and it took some time to figure out how it was going to work between us but we figured out that like the best way um the best way to get the work flowing was for us to bring in some references of other artists' songs that we were inspired by that week or the day before or whatever. And we would show them the songs, we'd listen, we'd talk about what our favorite parts about it was, and then we would talk about the topic that we're trying to say. And from there, he would be like, I got it. He'd whip out his guitar, start playing a couple chords, and from there is where it kind of changes because he is now solely a producer. He doesn't help us write in any way or come up with any of the melodies, so that was then thrown to me to start coming up with like melodies that we could work with, and then my co-writer would start jotting down ideas and I'd try and use some of the things that he was writing to work with a melody, and we'd go from there. And it's kind of like just a big syllables game. When you say co-writer... Yeah, co-writer. Who's who's your co... Is co-writer... Is Ace, okay, my drummer so, as right, well. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. We co-write, and he's my drummer, and I'm the singer. Great. Lovely. All right. I want to ask about, because you mentioned, cause again, I'm, I'm less familiar with the process of creating a track, a musical track. Yeah. So when you mentioned producer, mm-hmm. there is also like a mixer. Yeah. Like a, is that's that's separate job yeah yeah it's a completely different job and um 
Yeah, I guess like the question would be at what point does this person get involved and like how involved do you want to be through that process and like how does that how does that I play? mean like I guess I try to explain it in like film terms of it being like when you pass off your film to be colored and you send it to a colorist they have no actual opinion on how the movie goes in any way it's just them putting fancy colors and like adjusting the lighting and stuff for you and that's essentially what a mixer does for your songs is you complete the song you have it finished you have it fully written and recorded and then you send it to them and they enhance it to be better on speakers and for certain sounds to sound more tinny or louder and whatever it may be or to put like auto-tune on my voice in a crazy way or something yeah but that would still be like direction coming from the band though correct at no point is it us not in control we're always in control yeah so i guess like what's the okay so you have the song completed and Mm -hmm. then do you have a go-to mixer or do um does it vary by track based on yeah it it varies depending depending on track like if i were making edm music i would want to send to someone who specializes in edm because they'll better understand your vision and at one point that was something that we did struggle with was finding a mixer that kind of understood how we wanted this experimental music to sound um but after a while like you know communication is kind of like the biggest thing in any creative process so we finally got there but most of the time like you will sit in with them as they're doing it and just tell them oh I don't really like that fix it oh I don't like this fix it but because it was during quarantine and everything it was all like over emails and zoom Mm -hmm. calls so it's um it was just a different process at the moment but currently that's what we do is sit in and tell them what we don't like yes and then ideally i'm assuming you're offering suggestion on how to like what you're looking for instead too Mm -hmm. right like how like i guess i'm curious on i'm curious as to the growth of an artist from yeah. like walking in, making your first track to like learning terminology along the way and learning more about sounds. And like you said, like you would bring music to the table for sessions and be like, this is, this is, this is, this is music that I liked this week or last week. The song really stuck out to me Yeah, and really learning how to diagnose like why it stood out and what those sounds specifically were. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like the education part, right? Is that how, um, or, or how does, yeah. How do you, no, like how do I communicate my vision to the producer? Yeah, or yeah, I because I I just can't think musically at all. So I'm yeah. over here like I don't even know how to communicate. Like when I have to score, when I have to score on one of my films, mm. I'm like, hey composer, um, make it sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can can what do you think on this? And they're like, well, no, you tell me what you think. What do you want? And I'm like, um, I don't know. Help me. And they're like well, what do you want the audience to feel? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I feel like 
at least this is my opinion. It's not like, I don't know if it's industry standard sure. or anything like that. But um, the process for me was very much like realizing that um, making music is kind of like not very serious. And mm. like you're not supposed to take yourself really seriously. Ooh. And like you can obviously be good at your craft and like be good at what you do and such, but you don't need to be worried about feeling stupid. So I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I love how it goes. And he, it's just a freaking noise I'm making in my mouth, but it translates enough that that other person is like, oh, so they like that really like tinny type of noise or like whatever it is. You know what I mean? So it was very much a process of me being like, oh, make the ew, 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 go really loud. I like that. And then be like, okay, the ew, 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 I'll figure that out. And it works. Obviously, like whoever you're working with, like has to be kind of patient with you when you're learning, but. Okay. That's So, yeah, I guess. All right. That's. There's obviously words for all of this stuff, of course, but this is like how I learned. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's like you said, being comfortable with not almost with not knowing what you're talking about, but like knowing what you want and just communicating it however you can. Yeah. Cause yeah. at the end of the day, like when you're in a session, it's better to express like any type of opinion than not having one at all. Because it's, like, not helpful at all to not know anything that you want or be too scared to share that you don't like something or whatever. Because it's, it's, like, such a collaborative process that, like, if you leave it all up to one person, they're just going to be like, okay, that's good enough. Whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's me. Yeah, that is you. <laughs> well, that's good. Can we put it out already? Oh, no. Oh, you, you think this could be better? Okay. Thanks for calling that out because I would have said okay to that. Classic, Eddie. Classic. Okay. So what usually lands... Okay. I should look at my notes. No, take your time. Mm. 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 When you're listening to a mix, what is the first thing that stands out to you these days when you're reviewing something like let's just say when that's my own yeah on your own your on your own music um i think i understand what you're asking i think so i think i might know what i'm asking too okay if my answer doesn't sound like anything that you thought, it's probably because you're Yeah, because I'm, I'm still thinking of like sense. the mixer situation where you're sitting with your sound mixer, with, I don't know, your mixer. Yeah. And like you said, this stuff I don't like, the stuff like fix this, like what what sticks out normally or, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, like since I'm singing, the first thing I'm always like really concerned about is my voice. Like I don't want to sound fake. Um, and that was like a really hard problem that I was having for a while was like people altering my voice in a way that I was not cool with. Um, when you say fake, like, I don't know if you listen to Post Malone. Do you listen to Post Malone? I'm sure I've heard some Post Malone, but I don't actively listen. 
I don't know if you have heard him on the radio or not, but sometimes he has this almost sheep-like thing to him. So he'll be singing something and it'll elongate and start to go uh, like a sheep, like banging. Okay, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And it's a stylistic choice, of course. Like it's not because on accident or anything and it's definitely not his real voice it's an effect that people put on because a lot of people like it but when this person put it on my voice i was just like that is not it yo like it sounded whack as frick can you fudge i'm just kidding no you for sure do do your thing (laughs) (laughs) okay because i'm thinking um on occasion, I know one of your inspirations, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Zero percent. Uh, Billie Eilish is mm. an artist. Mm. Um, she has those yearly like review interviews that she does. And Correct. those are always really cool to watch. Yeah. I don't know if this was through one of those videos or not. But I remember her talking about a sound effect kind of. I felt like she talked about a sound effect like that. She, yeah. And she mentioned that she didn't like that sort of thing either. It's very, very popular in the industry right now because it was, I'm not going to say it was a problem because it really wasn't a problem. It, like they just take it off if I don't like it. But when I heard it, I was a huge like, fit yeah, <laughs> fuck them. They don't know shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, reeling it back, guys. What I was saying was, <laughs> um, when I heard it, I was like, what did they do? Like, they messed it up. I don't like this. They need that completely gone. And even my producer was like, I did not tell them to put that on there. That was like their own creative decision. And I I went around to a few other um, of my musician friends and was like listen to this and tell me if I'm just crazy like does this sound good or am I crazy and just being overly critical of my own voice because that is as we do no for sure for For everyone um and so many people listened and they were like no everything sounds great and that was just a stylistic choice because that's what's popular he was just doing what he knows would get you popular and stuff like that so it's like a personal decision of just bang down to do it or not and it just honestly to me really gave me some like dysphoria of my own voice that I was not down for so so when people listen to it some people were saying that it actually sounded good and yeah they're like yeah okay it made sense all right they're like, this dude added it and he thought you would like it because yeah. other people seem to like it. A lot of people told me that it was industry standard and stuff like that. And, Ooh, you know, gross. Yeah, I'm just like at this point, not like, like you said, it's there's sti- it's nothing stylistic. that matters. Yeah, it's just like all personal opinion. No, that's great. So, okay. So, like you said, first thing first, you, because you are singing in it, that's kind of what's kind of what sticks out first. Not because I'm sure you're actively trying to listen to the full track, but the first things that kind of hit your ear are probably your own voice. So yeah, I'm I'm mainly concerned about my voice, and like that's what's kind of nice about having a producer is like he's listening to the music and I'm listening to my performance, and if it's just not giving, then I'm like, okay, we need to 
actually go and re-record all of this because it's not she's not serving today so <laughs> we need to redo that <laughs> she's not serving today but like another thing is that i will have the track that we have created without a mix and i'll listen to it in the car over and 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 i get so used to that track that when i hear a mix i'm like they messed up the whole damn song like it sounds mm. nothing like i thought it was gonna sound like but it's also like it's just called ear fatigue and you're not supposed to do that to yourself but i do it anyways because i get so like hyped about a song that i just like that's all i want to listen to and think about but rookie mistake rookie mistake it's never gonna sound like that yeah it's uh, the og right okay so after you after you okay so you're kind of half implying but i just want to clarify you're focused on your voice. Producer gets to focus on the full song. But I'm still at some point, those things start once you're maybe okay with your voice. I'm sure that, that I mean, happens. You're like, all right, now I can, now other stuff is sticking out too. Yeah. And like, since like, you know, I'm, I don't want to say employing because I'm not paying my producer. It's all like 100% collaborative. Mm -hmm. But since it is like for our band, I do still... 100% get a say in like okay that guitar does not sound good yeah yeah and yeah. stuff like that but 100% my own personal thing is my voice that's always my right. main focus yeah long story uh, short cut everything else <laughs> out honestly I imagined uh no I imagined you had a say I guess I just wanted to to see if I have a to, say to clarify it <laughs> <laughs> that, yes, yes I have a say yes I know <laughs> okay Awesome. Um, now this might lean similar to that same <laughs> technical versus emotional in a song. Mm. Because I'm sure in the mix or we're talking with producers, is there, does, how does that, how do those conversations normally go? Is it, is cause I, I could imagine somebody being like, "Hey, we gotta we gotta adjust the sound and this sound here. We gotta tweak this and this," and and at the end of the day, people are more listening for the emotionality of like the way that you're singing versus mm -hmm. the technical aspects of how certain things are sounding. Yeah. So how how do you look at that combination of? Uh, because like you mentioned, you know, she's not serving. She's not serving today. That's yeah. kind of leaning into the emotionality, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that honestly has nothing to do with the mixer. It is up to me and my producer in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, when we're tracking my vocals. Because it'll be a whole separate day just for me singing. We'll have a separate day for just writing. A separate day for making the track. And so that day, I'll basically sing the song over and over and over and over and over. And sometimes just like very tiny parts of the song over and over for either them to chop up or for 
them to edit so that it sounds the right emotion and like 90% of the time no track is done in one take fully through from beginning to end it's little micro moments of me singing that was that was and then it's like he picks his favorite out of all of the versions of me saying that was that was the best you know what i mean yeah so that was being a fragment of like of a whole song or even just a sentence in a song that's crazy talk (laughs) it's like editing a video that's crazy but um okay it's very interesting so it's just the the repeatability of getting in the studio and just doing it until you get it. Yeah. Ish. I'm putting myself in that headspace. Yeah, you just gotta whatever just, I'm trying to say or whatever. Yeah, and doing it just doing it repetitively t- it helps you get into the headspace versus like getting you. I feel like that might be a little bit. I don't know. For instance. <laughs> <laughs> I recently, as I do, I put together a little short film. Classic. Because I was, uh, I just got done with an AD gig and I was craving being in the director chair again. I'm like, I just need it. I, I need to be the person in control here because mm-hmm. I just need, to, whatever. So I put something together and I thought it would be fun to act. Mm, yeah. And it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not fun. It's not. It really isn't. But I thought it would be fun. So here I am in front of a camera trying to just say one line. And I'm like, you know, if I just keep saying this over and over again, at some point I will get a delivery that I think will be usable in the edit. Yeah. But what I ended up finding out on this specific day was I was just getting more and more in my head as Mm -hmm. I kept doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, we just got it. We just cut. There's, I hope something is in there. We just got to just someone shut off the camera. (laughs) Just please cut. I am going to have a breakdown if I keep trying this. That would have been probably more entertaining. (laughs) An Eddie breakdown. I've been Uh, waiting for that day. See what it looks like. It's good content. Yeah. It's good content. I could use it as a. Eddie's first breakdown, not clickbait. I broke YouTube. I broke down not clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> Is this my last directing set? Not clickbait. Yeah, and I'm trying to tell the cameras to cut and they're just not cutting and they're coming in closer. It's kinda of a little bit yeah. of um you flip the table and push the camera no, down. I, well it's the classic like you know those um reality shows where uh they um it's like if somebody's afraid of spiders, they bring the spiders out. Oh yeah, X Factor. <laughs> and then well, it's almost like, no, it's almost like a Dr. Phil style show where you're front in front of oh, a live yes. audience and they're like, this person here is afraid of spiders. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then it's like, it's like, are there spiders here? Trigger them live in front yeah. of a whole audience. <laughs> Don't worry, there's no spiders here. And it's like, bring them in. And they're like, no. And they start running off and the cameras just chase them down the hallway. That was you, stuff. but they were like, bring in the actors. <laughs> or no, bring in the cameras. Yeah. Fair. That would have been me. Um, okay, so I guess what I was just saying is I got in my own head doing the repetitive thing, but yeah. you're saying that somehow, how does, yeah, how does, is there, how do you do it? I mean, um, or you're just a professional and you just do your job, you know, uh, like when you're good, you're good. Like <laughs> shit, no one gets it. Anyways, <laughs> Woo. I'm kidding. Uh, it. Uh, I've had plenty of breakdowns in the studio. I 
with our new producer, Caleb, luckily, like, he's our homie now, so it's, like, not weird, but, like, there was one moment where he was like, all right, now you got to do your harmonies, and I was like, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that, and he was like, what is, okay, uh I was like, what are doing harmonies? Harmonies, you know, like... La, 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 la. Yeah, but then you have another voice that sounds singing the same thing, but it's higher pitched. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's like literally when a group of people... You know, like acapella? Yeah. And then they all like sing together and it sounds like one song. Yeah. They're all harmonizing with each other. So it's more like an exercise that you're being asked to do? No. And... Okay. I just need to understand this to get the story. Yeah, so like in every song, there's harmonies. Like every artist has harmonies on their vocals, and it just like enhances your voice or like the song in a oh, way. Oh, okay. This is stuff that I'm not even aware that's happening. As yeah. A, okay, gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. And like m- most of the time, you'll notice it when people like do a live performance and then they're like singing with their recorded version of themselves, but they're doing a completely opposite thing. And somehow it sounds good. They're harmonizing with themselves. That's weird. So okay, you're told to <clears throat> harmonize. Yeah, I had to harmonize for a part of my song, and um, it had already been like a five-hour day of us just trying to record the song. And I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just not. And he was like, You have to do it. Like the song's not gonna be finished if you don't do it. And I tried and I tried and I tried and then I was like, all right, I'm leaving. And he was like, you can't leave. And I was like, I'm leaving. And I literally left in the middle of the session because I was like, five more seconds and I'm just going to freaking scream into this microphone and dip the table and leave. So yeah, have my own reality so, moment. Uh, so how did you, how did you leave? I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to head out now. I backed my like, bag. Like, and full, then, like I can imagine... I left like this. Just like that. But imagine like in a really cool like recording studio. Yeah. You grab your bag. Not Eddie's living room. You grab your bag and you grab your dog. I was like, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, because I guess the vision that I was hoping for was the sprinting out of the room was no 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 no. i wish it was i could not commit to the dramatics i was over it i was dead but yeah yeah. the next day i came in and did them just fine okay so So you had the next day too yeah i have as long as i freaking want but it's like i mean that's we we're trying to give ourselves like a deadline of creating a song like every three days like from beginning to end so from from scratch yeah from scratch Okay. Lovely. How often do you uh, interact with this camera, or not at all? I'm talking to the camera the whole time. I'm talking to you, but I'm looking at the camera. No, I don't know. uh, Once every three minutes, I'll do a little glance. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't seem conceited compared to you. You do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Single versus EP. All right, so... Have you, from my vantage point, mm-hmm. there's singles that have been released. Yeah. Is are there are there what's what's cooking? Are we talking? Are because I don't know process. Like if you're pumping out 
that much in the studio, mm -hmm. but I'm over here seeing one a year. Yeah. Is there? I mean, uh, is not there... all of them are winners. Sure, sure. Which we could talk <laughs> about too. We yeah yeah. Uh, Continue on your. Is question. there a batch? Are you are you, is I. And do why, I have I guess, stuff finished? I guess, yeah, like why single versus uh, a batch of songs or what's the thought? It goes back to marketing. Um, since TikTok was created, um, there's not very many people that want to listen to like a long format of... I know. I just really want to tie your shoe right now. This is don't do that. <laughs> it's aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> no one can yeah. see it. The other one is tied. It's a, it's a creative decision. Um, can you pin and you, can you tilt down on the? Uh, there we go. Get the hair on the legs too. <laughs> it's winter. I gotta stay warm. Okay. Anyways, um, what was the question? Say it again. No, single versus EP. Right. It goes back marketing to marketing. Um, since TikTok, a lot of people want fast content they want like one and done kind of thing and it kind of goes back to music as well and not very many people are going oh my gosh i want to listen to this whole entire album of 13 songs they don't want to do that it's just a reality and we have noticed and a lot of other musicians have also noticed that releasing a single every whatever year, two weeks, day, some people are crazy, um, allows not only did that song to have its whole moment, but it keeps people coming back for more and not feeling overwhelmed in the fact of needing to listen to a whole album by an artist that they don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess is the is there not an appetite for oh my gosh who is this let me find m m more from like it like I guess I guess it's just more of like I follow you and then mm. you'll post more when you post more. I mean, yeah, and it's kind of going back to like also money. Like the mm -hmm, more things mm -hmm. you have released out the more money you'll get off of streaming. Not that it's even that much money. Like, literally, the the ratio of money to streams is so small. But, you know, if you have 80 songs streaming versus three albums, you know what I mean? The percentage kind of gets dialed down. Hmm. But, again, it's it's all about just, like, making sure that everything's digestible and I personally like doing the singles route because I get to give everything its own moment and for instance like the song you said you didn't even know existed was going to be one that was in a cluster for an EP of like seven songs and it wouldn't have had the moment that it did if it wasn't its own singular yeah, it gets thing. lost. It gets yeah. lost amongst the uh, the noise, if you will. Exactly. Yes. Noise, because we're talking. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. I had a question in there, and I totally forgot what it was. 
did it have something to do with how uh, none of them are all goodies or whatever? Yes, like that? thank you. How many how many tracks are you cooking? How many tracks? Well, see, my arm's a little chilly, so you'll probably be putting it back on. But um, so when what's the ratio of goodies to baddies? How do you know when it's baddie? Um, if it's just I don't know. It's just kind of like if it's not a vibe. Yeah. Sounds really dumb, but it's like if you don't like rock with it so hard that like it's all you can think about, then it's probably not a goodie. And that's like at least how I feel for my own personal work is like if I want to listen to it every single day, then there are probably of at least a small percentage of people that would be down to listen to it every single day. But if I'm like, eh, it's okay. It's probably just okay. You know? Okay, so you trust your objective viewpoint on your own music. I mean, yeah, I've always <laughs> been a trendsetter, so oh, I'm just My kidding. word. Geez, <laughs> it's true, though. Okay, but no. It's true. Right. I moved to Burbank. Eddie moved to Burbank. It's true. Um, <laughs> off camera, she was asking why kidding. I moved to Burbank, and I was like, well, you moved to Burbank. Yeah, and I was like, oh, classic follower move, you know? It's got to be close to your heroes. Yeah. I think that's what they say, right? I don't, that's not... I don't live by that, but you can live by that if you want. That's what I live by. <laughs> so don't don't judge it. Okay. 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 That's just me. Okay. Okay. You're a multi-creative. Mm. All right. So did you answer the question of how many baddies to goodie ratio? Oh, like the ratio would probably be. I feel like personally fifty-fifty. I. That's not bad. But also, I'm like, I would say a harsh critic. That's great. So that sounds like a good. I was expecting like, I hate these nine that we just did, but I like this one. Yeah, I mean, I always feel like um, Ed Sheeran said like when he was writing songs that it took him a really long time to get all the shit out before he got clear water running, and that's gross. That's exactly how I feel like you just kind of have to make a bunch of bad stuff um, until it's crystal clear and like super good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I didn't quote him for sure. Like to a T, but you know. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm over here still making, I'm still trying to get to my clear water in the film and the filming. So, you know, someone had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it takes, it takes time, but I'm glad that you're seeing, you're seeing some stuff come out that you're excited about because i was half i was half imagining two things a that a song doesn't really get too far along the process if you aren't like there's not some sort of feeling on it you're like this is already trash like let's not even move forward with putting strings on this or whatever the Mm -hmm. whatever the order of operations is whether the melody comes first or if it's whatever. Yeah, I get you. You can kind of kill it early and not waste your time. But once it gets to the final stage and you're not liking it, I'm sure not many get there already. So it's like, all right, Mm -hmm. having to toss it at the end is, I don't know. It's a big L for sure. But also like, that's what SoundCloud is for. Just throw it up there and never tell anyone it exists. Where can we find the SoundCloud? (laughs) Don't look it up. (laughs) Don't look at it. Um, okay. Great. Cause I guess what I was... Sorry, I pulled up the... 
I was imagining that, like you say, you go around and you listen to the same song, like you listen to the unfinished version a lot to mm-hmm. kind of get it. So I imagine like you had a 10 song playlist where you're just listening through trying to find the diamond in the rough. Yeah. Um, is that a process? Um, or you, yeah, I don't know. Do yeah, I definitely will have like my automatic favorites. Ooh. And that's kind of like... I'll listen to those until I get bored and then I'll listen to my not favorite ones and then I'll be like, oh wait, these are my favorites actually. <clears throat> how did you decide on the, how did you two decide on the name of the band? Um, we went through like a lot of different ideas and it goes back to this scenario where my sister came to visit me in LA. Cute throwback um and i introduced her to a group of my friends and i was like what do you think of them and she was like ace is my favorite and i was like oh yeah he's my favorite too and then i told that story to ace and then he was like oh you're my favorite out of the friend group too and i was like let's just name the band favorite because we're each other's favorite Mm-hmm. out of the friend group cute no shade no tea but and then the e got dropped yeah because you know you got to be like a little original <laughs> <laughs> and you, you're like what, um, you're like what if also we dro- yeah it's like isn't the e already silent and favorite favorite yeah i mean i i imagine you're at a whiteboard and you're like looking at the word on the whiteboard and you're like you take the eraser and you're like we have it. Yeah, I feel like the <laughs> E on the end of favorite looks stupid, you know? Like, now that I created this cool new version, like, putting an E at the end almost feels like Got the you don't belong option. there. It's like, let's try it without the A. Uh, let's try it without the I. Yeah, no Ugh. F. Just A-rit. <laughs> We're A-rit. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so. it looks cool. Because I wasn't sure and if you went through the whole, like, SEO thing you're like let's look on the internet and see does this searchable and is this easy to find and i mean we had a lot of recommendations from like a lot of people can we we hear some that didn't make the cut i mean our producer at the time said that we should do zaza instead of gaga zaza our band should be zaza Zaza. i would have been cool. I, I missed okay. opportunity. If anyone wants that one, you're welcome. But sure. I understand Zaza, though. Yeah, Z-A, Z-A. Zaza. And I was just like, not it. I don't like the ring, and I don't want... I don't like that. Um, and there were, there were a few other ones, but I don't want to get into it. So. Great. Great. You don't want, we, we don't want to hurt feelings here for the people that pitched it. Yeah. And we don't, and we don't want... Tell me. And we also don't want a revolt on, like, change the name... We yeah, have, we love Zaza. Please give us Zaza. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's not happening. Zaza could be the name of a track, though. Just throwing that out there. I think that's a good song. It just reminded me of that trend where that guy was like, "Zaza, dude, do you remember Zaza, that?" Zaza, dude. Zaza, dude. That sounds like sa, like some beach Zaza. talk. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I didn't like it for that reason. Not because it was a bad idea. Okay. Okay. Um. Let me see. Edit the part out. Can you still do? Can you still? I remember. (laughs) Can I still do? There's a sometimes. 
because I know you, let's just say I know you from film world. Let's mm-hmm. just call it that. Okay. We would drive to set together. Yes. And sometimes a, a song, a song, yes, it's called carpooling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a song would come on the radio and you would jokingly like imp- impersonate a line of a song. Yeah. And it would always crack me up. Mm-hmm. And the song, I heard it on the radio like the other day and I was like, this is tough. It's like, I wonder if I can get her to do this on the You're uh, like, podcast. it's a throwback. <laughs> what a throwback. The line is, and let me just see if you know the song based off the line of dialogue. It's not dialogue. The oh, lyric, great. Sorry. This is like a test. I feel like I feel kind of nervous. The line is, he used to meet me on the east side. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's Halsey, isn't it? Is that Halsey? Yeah, it is. Because it has like that. I can hear it in my brain. Yeah. Can I hear it? Can you do it? You don't have to. Hey, it's to meet me on the east side. Yeah. That's like a little bit of it. Because it's all about the side. The uh, side or something. I can't really. You you know, Halsey is just a specific brand that I try not to. Yeah. But I know in the zone when listening to the track, it's easier to kind of like. bring Yeah, really embody the character. Yeah, Every, yeah, it gets me in a better headspace when I'm in the moment with the song, but for sure versus cold, in a yeah, cold but room in just dark light. just in case no one knew the song, now you know the song. So, who's the other dude on that song? Because he says she used to meet me on the east side, and uh, he does the same thing. <clears throat> anyway, um, was it like Khalid or something? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's on the radio. Yeah, overplayed probably. So two, let's. I'm gonna ask a couple of other music questions, and I'll switch to some other random ones here. But have you had the opportunity? Because I don't know, but I'm curious. You have tracks. You have music. You're working on more music. I gotta assume. Live performances. Correct. Have you done it, and how do you approach it? And do you want to do more? How does that play into the whole grand vision of uh, favorite? Um. Yeah, we have done a live show. We did it um this previous year for the first time um with our own original music um the day before my birthday and um. It was fun. I thought it was fun. We did it for an event called Magic Meow. Not sponsored, but Magic could be. Meow? Yeah. Okay, like a cat? Yeah. Okay. It yeah. Um we know the guy that runs it. He's a producer in the film world, which is like the perfect connection. Um Say that again. oh gosh um but yeah he asked us if we wanted to play a show and the problem that we had been facing was that we didn't have any proof that we could do a show so we had like applied it's not applying you just like you know offer your services or try and book a gig kind of thing but um, we tried to do it quite a few times with other groups and organizations to try and perform for like their events. 
and everyone wanted proof that we could do it and like there is no proof unless you just like take a music video as proof which no one really does because everyone knows that it's a backing track for a music video yeah um so he kind of gave us a chance and he was like yeah like come do it and you guys get a 30 minute set and we were like oh my gosh i know 30 minutes 30 minutes is kind of a long time for yeah especially for someone that like has never done a show before so did uh four songs and we did two of our songs two covers and it went pretty chill we literally knew like a week before the event as well so we only had a week to prepare but yeah shout out chris for coming okay who's the only person i invited yay chris yay chris so you did a live show 30 minutes set yeah how does the math in my brain four songs in 30 minutes that doesn't seem to add up to me so they say that you get 30 minutes, but that's including you getting onto stage, setting up your instruments, talking in between, doing your songs, and getting off the stage. Okay. So all of that has to happen in 30 minutes. It's not you getting to play songs for 30 minutes. So it kind of equals out to 10 to 15 at best, maybe of, in that range? Of actual music, yeah. Yeah. Mixed with like a little, a couple little jokes and like, um, you some jokes, yeah, you, you some stand up. You were doing some jokes, it was like, hey, how we feeling? That's it, a little shoulder a little, shake. I don't know, hey, how we doing out there? I don't know, I had sunglasses on, so I couldn't see anyone. Yeah, like, please don't look at me, people. Yeah, I was like, I'm a vibe, go away. I'm a vibe. Yeah, did you, how did you, um, as far as performance goes? This is like the actor. The actor face is just like. Yeah. Yeah. What did you. Did you put much thought into how you'd present yourself? I'm sure you had to. Like, like aesthetic or yeah, just. What am I like wearing? How am I, how am I acting? What. 1000%. What kind of persona. Who am I? The whole classic <laughs> question. Who am I? Um, yeah. I, I definitely always am thinking about how I'm perceived. Um. We It was a Halloween event, so it was very difficult for us to decide whether or not we wanted to dress up or not for this event, and um, we didn't want to be the losers that were dressed up and everyone was like yeah, wearing loser. cool clothes. Yeah, you know come what I mean? on. It's LA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you want to be the cool kids that are, aren't dressed up and everybody yeah, else is dressed up. Yeah, we want to fit in. Like, like, we like, want to be a part of all the cool people. We don't want to be the weirdos. Anyways. We were the weirdos um, wearing normal clothes. Everyone was dressed up. <laughs> so, if you're ever in this bind, this is my tip. Um, just slap some fangs on. You're a vampire. So, and no fangs one... wouldn't that affect your ability to sing? Um, I use like denture glue, but other than that, that, they I don't like know if that helps. They stick. They glue onto your teeth, my oh, guy. Oh, you don't have like a whole like mouthpiece thing yeah, going up in like there. Yeah, like I got the ones that, like if you go to Spirits, they're literally like 14 bucks. But you mold them to your teeth, use some denture glue. They're in there for days. Mm. But I yeah. Thought, I thought your tip was going to be like cat ears or something like that. It's usually the go-to. 
You just get the one headband. Well, I'm trying to be cool. It. All right. I'm trying to be cool. Okay. Well, you know. You, Vampires you know, you know better are than me. in. Okay. They're in. Okay. I believe you. So, yeah, we pulled off the vampire look. Um, but outside of that, I knew I needed uh, sunglasses because I did not want to see anyone in the crowd. I did not want to even... I wanted to pretend that I could not see I was blind or something. Yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm in a room by myself. Yeah. And let me just do my thing. Yeah. Cause I guess people are watching, but I don't like, I don't really know for sure. Yeah. Like, you could be ignoring me. I don't know. But if I see you ignoring me, I'm going to go cry. Mm-hmm. Well, you did it. I did. Without crying. Yeah. And we're probably going to do more this year. Nice. Yeah. Exciting. Correct. How did you... Did you... Who were you on stage? Zed. That was me. Sure. But is Zed different from the person that I know? Um, or is it, are you just like kind of like yourself up there? Or do you, because you know, I don't know, when we, when we, we, we want to present, like we turn something on that kind of changes. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just trying to imagine who, I'm like. Yeah, I, I try to like stay pretty authentic to my vibe. I feel like it's a lot of work putting on a show that also involves you playing a character and um i've never really been known for my acting so um i would maybe beg to differ on that some of the some there's a youtube short that we act in together that still gets views on occasion i know it does <laughs> how do you know it does because i'm the one watching it oh it's <laughs> no. a lot of views it's um anyway. Throwback Bandersnatch. Yeah, there's or many that one. other videos. There's that one. There's our um voiceover. Our, yeah, our, our how not to ADR, bad ADR, yeah, our bad, bad ADR. Yeah. That one gets views. Throwback. That was a fun one. I enjoyed that. Throwback. One. Throwback. Go watch that on YouTube. It's great stuff. If you want to see me in my fetus era, go check it out. 22 great all right easy stuff here to kind of wind us down i'm gonna um driver's license nope (laughs) (laughs) that question extended is have you gotten your driver's license yet the answer still the same answer same answer i'm a passenger princess all right well you're in the right city yeah i think I hope I'm in LA. To to get away with that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Do you still go climbing? On occasion. Not all the time, though. I just got my membership. Day late and a dollar short. Yep. I remember when I tried to convince Eddie, and he was not into it. I. He's a hater. It's just you know it's kind of like, it's a little bit of an expensive hobby. Yeah. The monthly membership is it's quite heavy. It's sure. quite heavy. Yeah. So sure. I, I wasn't quite ready for it until essentially this year. I'm like, I think I can spare. Rewind. He was also just a hater. And I was also just a hater. Yeah. Let's I'm be like, real. Wait, I, I'm like, he I was like, know. oh, I can't something hang. that Zed likes. Can't do that. It's like, I don't know. A little, it's a little <laughs> too cool. I don't know if I can hang. Plus, you're going to Again, trendsetter. So, so you still go on occasion? Yeah, it's not my life anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. I used it like as a really big escape for a while. 
So. Did you get pretty good? Oh yeah. What what, I was what, like, what V's were you climbing? I was like in five or sixes, but I was like going every day for like five hours. So it was like kind you of lived my it. like life for a while. Okay, so we're talking about indoor climbing. Is it Rock bouldering? Climbing. Yeah, bouldering. Indoor climbing, bouldering. Did you get your top rope? Did you get your top rope? Yeah, I got certification. Certified. Yeah, I'm, Nerd. <laughs> I'm way better at belaying than climbing. I prefer it. Okay. You're, You're a great belayer. Me? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have my top rope. I'm just kidding. Okay. So have, did you ever go into the wild to do it in... Because you can probably belay just as well uh, in the real world. I mean, probably. I mean, like, throwback to childhood, I literally was belaying girls at girls camp. So I already oh. had known how to do it for a really long time. Ooh. But um, I, I don't think I would ever do it. Like, bouldering specifically in you, yeah. outdoors. That's so, scary. Is yeah. Are you not a fan of uh, nature? Do you get out and th- do you go on adventure, nature adventures? Just a question. Mm. I'm just, or does that kind of, because I'm imagining mm. a person, I don't know. Cliffs are scary. I, I, I don't really like the idea of climbing up real rocks in the real world. I feel like no I'm hiking. Gonna, well, hiking is easy and that's on the ground. Once you leave the ground and you're, gripping rocks and there's like scorpions and stuff on the mountain like i don't know it seems a little sketch i would never honestly i've i have never and probably will never do that i i go outside though (laughs) (laughs) okay great even though it doesn't look like it sure okay i go on walks and like i look at the sky sometimes and that's like pretty like feels like enough for me yeah so it's probably enough for you yeah for sure. Uh, thrift. Do you, do you thrift often? The whole fit. Aside from the jacket. It's, I mean, it's, uh, it's hand me down. Yeah, you know. essentially, it's a in in home thrift. Yeah, agreed. I'd agree. So you're saying this whole outfit was thrifted? Yeah, literally. Do you have any tips, tricks? What's your strategy when you go thrifting? I don't thrift in L.A. Really? No, I go like to Anaheim or Chino Hills or Pasadena or sometimes Calabasas because low-key that's where the rich people are and um everyone already like all the Depop girlies steal everything from the thrift stores in LA at least. Depop girlies? Yeah. The girls that, like, go and buy, like, all the trendy clothes and then sell it on Depop for $1,000. Gotcha, gotcha. No hate. Love you guys. It's awesome. Um, But, yeah, I I leave L.A. to go thrifting, and that's where I find all my goodies. So the strategy is... Take a sip. Take a sip. (laughs) Take the sip. (sighs) Wet your whistle. So the strategy is just leave the city. Yeah, leave the city. Be ready for an all-day excursion. Um, Do you hit it multiple? Like when is it like a? Is it? A, it's actually an all-day excursion. Yeah, like I don't go out like and just go to one store. I like will plan a whole day around it. Yeah, 
So, so like, forget going to Disneyland. I'm going to go no. to Anaheim for a thrift drop day. Drop a bag. Yeah, drop a bag. <laughs> what, what, what would you describe as a bag? Like a wad, like a, a big chunk of money. Yes, I hear you. <laughs> like, I don't like, know if you get the slang. Is that like 20 bucks? <laughs> like, I mean, it's a thrift uh, store, so probably like, yeah, 30, climbing. 40 bucks. Okay, that's not bad. Because, like, climbing is 100 a month. Yeah, that's also a bag. That's a bag. So when you said a bag thrifting, 100 thrifting sounds like a lot. Like, yeah, can, you can, must you have get, had, like, a really good day if you're dropping that much. Or you're getting, like, a chair or something. Yeah, or, going hard. Yeah. Hard. But a bag, like, for thrifting is, like, 50 bucks, and then you get, like, a good old... That's a full wardrobe right there. Yeah, for yeah. real. Nice. For real. I need to... Go thrift in Pasadena. Yeah. Chino Hills is where it's at. Chino Hills is at Pasadena? No, it's past Pasadena. Ooh. Okay. Noted. Is there a specific place <laughs> I should go to? I'm not dropping my secrets. Oh, copy that. Sheesh. Chino Hills is close enough. Well, plus you're looking for, like, I don't know. I don't know what the dude situation is for this. If it, if it's the same kind of finds at the. I mean, know. if you're, like, looking for, like, this kind of stuff, you're the, probably good. These getting... are thrifted. Oh, really? These joggers right here. Mm. These are Forever 21s. That I oh, yeah. Work. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, you... I feel like you could find goodies anywhere if you're going for this vibe. Yeah, I just need some new tees. Yeah. But maybe some also some layered. I don't know what I'm looking for. I just need a. I also need some red carpet garb, too, mm. for when I drop some premieres. A little sh- suit action? Something. Something. Okay, work. 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 Enneagrams. Do you do the Enneagram? The what? Enneagram. No, what is that? It's kind of like you do your personality tests, and you figure oh. out, kind of like, are you an Enneagram the, 4? That's the or alphabet or whatever? That's the numbers. Elemental 7 or whatever? It's numbers. Oh, then no, I've never done that one. Skip. What are your thoughts of Frida Kahlo? Big fan. Big fan. Always been very inspired by uh, her work. Great. Yeah. Love a Latina icon. There we go. Go Frida. I know that you've done, and that's some of your best work is impersonating Frida. Correct. You just draw some brows on and well, it's serve. Also, it's also making a face, and there's also a little bit more to it than that. Yeah. It's all part of the, uh, I don't know, the vibe, I guess. Yeah. I really embody her energy. Um, okay. I don't know. All I got left is maybe... I'm curious, I... I thought I left a quote in here somewhere, but I I did not put it. Oh, no. A quote? Yeah. I was really inspired by one of your Instagram posts. Really warmed my heart. Are you you making fun of me? No. 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 That's that's me being genuine. Okay. Work. Let's hear it. I don't have it up. I have to find it. Okay. Good. I thought you screenshotted it. Uh, No. That's what I said. I thought I have it somewhere, but I don't. I'm just going to go to the old... IG, as we call it, as, as I call it. Yeah. It was your post talking about how excited you were 
in 2020. Right here. Being a part. I feel like he's going to make fun of me. Jeez, Let's go. Because <laughs> uh, you're talking about how favorite the band was lighting a fire for you in 2020. And this was November of that year. Okay. That was like peak pandemic. That was like we'd been locked right. down. We had no idea when we were going to be let out. What was going on? I guess. Yeah, the streets were deserted. The streets were deserted and we were just... Uh, Everyone thought they were going to die. Yeah. I did. And I didn't know when it was going to end. Correct. So, I mean, that's kind of around the same time that I, like, launched this podcast and stuff. But um, you said, I'm tired of waiting. I don't shouldn't read this to your face. I'm tired of waiting to be perfect and choosing to be nicer to me. That was really nice. <laughs> and I was also curious. You talked about you lived with music since you were a little kid. And you can't deny that this is all you've ever wanted. So... I was curious as to you know there's a lot of people out in the world in general a lot of them don't know who they want to be or what they're passionate about and they're looking for the thing that really grabs them and lights their own fire in hindsight like I don't know how did I'm just we talked a little bit about like forming the band and stuff, but just be blunt. I'm trying to say I'm trying to ask like, did you always know you'd find your way to this, or were you looking for a way to 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 make music, or how do you how do you feel about the the musical journey from the little kid you talk about in the post to you right now? I mean, like, my childhood lifestyle, I don't, like, only cater to music for a very brief moment until I ended up back in Reno, and because of the lifestyle that I was living when I was younger, we couldn't travel with instruments or anything like that, so it was kind of something that I had to really put on the back burner, even though my parents had literally put me in piano at four years old and made me do that until I was till we started traveling but even at that like when we were living in New York I begged my mom to find someone that would let her borrow their piano and I would play it there and then I begged her for a ukulele and I taught myself on the road but when I ended up in Reno at a very similar time of meeting you I also met another person named Hans and I was very caught up in the successes that both of us at the time were creating um, individually and together. And I kind of really put that whole experience on the side, even though I had literally been learning from this guy how to play guitar. And he thought I had so much potential that he custom built me a guitar and gave it to me and I was just like okay word thank you <laughs> I'm a filmmaker um and didn't really like put two and two together like huh maybe I should really ponder on that and think about like hmm, maybe I have some real potential in this and so leaving Reno um as I was so caught up in 
the successes and like how I felt in the moment about filmmaking and the photography and everything that's all I wanted because it made me feel validated in my art um so later on when we ended up in LA I think it just accidentally happened because I ended up working predominantly in music videos like solely and that was where my career was really flourishing here in LA was working in music videos but after a while I realized like holy shit this is kind of a labor job this isn't actually creative at least what I was pursuing in the moment um and then meeting other musicians I was like very interested and I never thought I would pursue it on my own in the way that I have because I reached out to our very first producer and was like hey like can I just like come and watch you like do your thing like I'm you I don't even want to make a song I just want to I'll film you doing it like just so that I could be in that space and when I showed up my headspace was okay I'm gonna be filming this girl as she's working and then she was like actually don't film any of this and let's make a song together and that was kind of like a a huge moment for me because she was like let's put you in the vocal booth and I was like so beyond nervous that I could barely sing and after that I was like oh my gosh this is like so fun and I didn't even know that this was possible and I had been interested in learning how to produce music when I was in Reno but I couldn't find anyone that would do it at the level that I think I was thinking in my head and at the end of the day I I think I just realized that my creative journey in the film industry and photography was just like almost a stepping stone for music so that I could better create visuals for myself and hone in my aesthetic and know what I want visually and then I can focus on the music only kind of thing so yeah moral of the story I knew it but I didn't think it was gonna be a thing yeah and it's kind of tough when you find another outlet that kind of fulfills in a similar way like film was so that kind of that's almost like the I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it's a good case scenario where like, at least I'm doing something that I, is kind of fulfilling, but then you said like sometimes it kind of wasn't when you're just like a in an assistant position, you're, yeah. not, you're not the creative that's framing the shots or lighting the scene. You're Yeah, and even when you do get into like a higher position in the film world, it still felt really lackluster for me. Like it was fun and I enjoyed it, but it was still just not like fulfilling at the end of the day for me creatively and turns out like that's really important for my mental health so mental health that was a part of your thing too you said be nicer to yourself do you want to expand on that yeah mental health kids be nice to yourself no one's perfect you're never going to be perfect your project's never going to be perfect and um it's more of like perfect is unattainable not that not that Perfect you're not worthy. is, is a like matter a... of your own opinion. It's never a real standard. 
There's no actual bar of perfection. It's just what you think is perfect or what you think is perfect. Um, And also just like literally following what you want to do and not like what other people tell you you should do or what they think you should do or how you should go about it. Like just literally follow your own vibe. Heart. <laughs> your heart. <laughs> Follow your own vibe. Okay, yes. Um so for I'm curious to hear, I guess maybe this this feels maybe like the last question, but um Oh no. Oh no, it's coming to an end. No last question. No. Um for those uh you moved to Los Angeles really young. Correct. How do you feel? Like, what advice could you give to others that are moving in the similar that you know? Yeah, to other to other young people. <laughs> from an old man. <laughs> from a, I'm I'm an oldie. I'm an oldie now. I'm almost in my fifties already. <laughs> Just kidding. No offense to fifty year olds, y'all. No <laughs> I'm literally joking. Um Yeah, just the I guess specifically for for people for younger people that are moving to LA trying to find themselves. Do you have like a, in the film world or just creatively just in general? Creative in general. Whether whether they're uh coming for the musician stuff, like they're coming by default to be a musician. Like if you if you knew you were gonna be moving here with that intent that you're pursuing right now, mm-hmm. do you think that would have worked, or does the path that you took kind of like somehow like I don't know? That's. I mean, like every person's path is gonna be different, and like I'm not gonna say, do what I did, and you're gonna end up here. Work like, on music videos. Like that's how you're gonna get a career, cause like that's just not realistic but like as someone who is younger moving to the city and also figuring out what they're trying to do um definitely 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 just don't get caught up in gadgets and gizmos and the hierarchy uh that the industry can create in some moments um but also like knowing that it's gonna take like a lot of time and it's also does not reflect your value as a person or as a creative in any way um, if you don't get a job or if um, that person didn't really like your work or if you're not going to work with that person again, like it literally has no value actually upon you as a human being. So like just don't take your art too personally. Whew, that's a tough one. That's tough. 
Art is yeah. so personal because that's is. the whole that's the whole thing is like we're making music or we're making films about things that we've gone through or things that are actually very personal to us. Yeah. When you're performing in the booth, you're trying to access these emotions that are very personal <laughs> yeah. to you in and, front of everyone. And then after all that, it's like, but don't. But like you kind of mentioned it early too, is like don't don't be too worried about looking like you know all your stuff. Just don't take yeah. it don't take it too seriously. This was a part of your message earlier too. Yeah, I think like I learned when I first moved out here, like working in the camera department was that like there's literally no point in pretending that you know something or thinking that you can figure it out. Just ask the damn question, like literally just ask the question because it saves everyone time. It saves you the heartache. And at the end of the day, someone would literally rather just tell you what something is or how to do it then wait for you for 40 minutes trying to figure it out or something yeah because they they know you don't know they can see it pretty quick very very quickly and same with like taking yourself too seriously like people will catch on that you're kind of a poser if you're like oh i've i'm a dp and it's like okay what have you dp'd well i just thought i'd put it in my bio okay cool um what have you DP'd though? There's, it's okay to just be like, I'm aspiring. I am aspiring. That's it. Mm-hmm. People will respect you more for being real than like being a poser. In my experience, of course. For all those posers out there that do it, rock on. More power to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's great. I I I, uh, I I would agree with all what you just said. It, that was wonderfully put. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Okay, well, we're done. That's essentially the show. We did it. I do want to give people a chance to be like, all right, if you want to follow Zed or favorite the band. Correct. Can you, uh, where, where's the best place to keep in the nose of when stuff is dropping? When, if they want to just see it, where's the, where are the places? I mean, you can find us on Instagram at favorite the band, no spaces and no E after favorite. Also favorite on Spotify, no E at the end, no E. Anyways. That's it. And then I'm going to shout out yours too or no? Don't. Oh, am I allowed to? Yeah, I'll also shout out my personal account, Z underscore project. On yeah, I think that's right. Underscore? Yeah. Or either that or it's just that project. It's I can't Z remember. underscore project. I'll confirm Stalker. it right now. I'm just kidding. No, it's totally. Yep. Great. You're also DJ. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. If you want to hire me as a DJ, it's how I make all my money these days. Nice. Okay. Well, um... Lovely to lovely to catch up and chat and hear hear the musical journey and mm-hmm. um and and that's that's the show. Thanks for hanging. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Don't do drugs. Bum, bum, bum.